0: Welcome to the watch-along guide for Progressively Horrified episode 67. Here's some things you might want to know before you watch the movie or listen to the episode. This week we are discussing the 2011 home invasion thriller, *Your Next. It is directed by Adam Wingard and written by Simon Barrett. Our hosts ranked this movie as spooky, meaning it has some legitimately scary moments, but is not among the scariest movies we've watched. Some relevant trigger warnings for the movie include family mental and emotional abuse, gaslighting, fat phobia. Intense body trauma, gore, flashing lights, nudity and violence against women. After the music, we will talk about the movie in full, so expect spoilers. And while you're here, if you can, stop by our patreon at progressivelyhorrified.patreon.com. You'll get extra episodes, all episodes a week early, and more importantly, you'll get to help us keep the lights on. We greatly appreciate it. Now, let's get to the show. Good evening and welcome to progressively horrified the show where we hold horror to standards it absolutely never agreed to (laughs) good evening and welcome to progressively horrified the podcast where we hold horror to progressive standards it never agreed to tonight we're talking about the razor wire clothesline of a movie that is your next I am your host, Jeremy Whitley, and with me tonight, I have a panel of cinephiles and cinebites. First, they're here to invade your house and find queer content in all your favorite movies. My co-host and comic book writer, Ben Kahn. Ben, how are you tonight? What a
1: fascinating look at how the housing crisis and recession destabilized their sense of safety in the home that had been the foundation of the American life. That's the best joke I've got because this movie has no themes beyond we came up with some
0: dope-ass deaths. And we picked her up at the spooky crossroads of anime and sexy monster media. It's co-host and comic artist, Emily Martin. How are you tonight, Emily?
2: Really liking this uh, this new intro. Oh my God, I feel so good. I feel less good about this family's dynamic.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt.
2: Yeah, the monster of this movie is uh, Shaky Cam.
0: <laughs> and our special guest tonight, comics writer, reviewer, and podcaster, the creator of Visibility Comics Anthology and the comics a slice of life and like father like daughter it's cat kalamia welcome cat
3: hey i don't know how i could top that i don't know what smart uh fun joke i can say about your next but i don't know it's like the home alone of slashers i don't know if that's true or not but let's just go
1: with that i love that yeah, home invasion horror is totally a subgenre and i'm absolutely counting home alone as like <laughs> On so, And it's the center of some Venn diagram. <laughs> oh, for sure. There's like three circles. There's like Christmas, kid-friendly, like home invasion horror and It Somewhere. Better Watch Out is in like one of the other middles. And it's just a whole sub-genre Venn diagram.
0: Yeah, this one is fascinating to me because it is sort of at the start of this 2010s movement of like home invasion stuff and cheap genre movies that are smart uh, that guys like Adam Wingard... Uh, who's the director of this one, started off creating. There's also several other directors of these movies in this movie in particular. This movie is filled with Adam Wingard's horror bros. Adam Wingard, who now is uh, just remaking everything. Um, you I, might have recently seen Godzilla vs. Kong or the remake of Blair Witch or man, I Death like, Note I on did, Netflix.
1: I did like Godzilla vs. Kong. I. It's a mean thought, but there's definitely a few times watching this movie, uh, some acting happened and I had the thought, they're probably a better director. <laughs> I'm with you there. Not everybody can be David Cronenberg.
0: Yeah, the acting in this Kronenberg. movie, I think, is definitely tilted towards the female characters and guys in masks. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of Michael Myers' head tilts in this movie. Love <laughs> the guys oh, in masks. so many.
1: I feel like my headline for this movie, and I know this isn't fair because this movie came out seven years earlier, so it did all this before. And again, like, overall... I enjoy this movie like as a horror fan like I had a lot of fun with this it's got a lot of imaginativeness to it but I'm just the whole time I'm just thinking like man this movie is hitting almost all of the same beats as ready or not and ready or not hit them all so much better
2: alas but you know you gotta walk before you can run into a wire
0: it's a it's a much cheaper (laughs) I like that it's a much more cheaply made ready or not
3: what it's, this is only a million right
1: is a million was the yeah, budget yeah yeah crazy pretty good yeah definitely and it made uh 26 at the box office so another mm-hmm. classic like small budget doesn't need much to make a one hell of a profit
2: this movie is actually really well made I, it's a oh, yeah. beautiful film it's the it's set well it's lit well you know there is i, I talk about the shaky cam but it's not inappropriate you know for the for the way that the film is set and there's a couple of moments in this movie that you know despite what other questions I had that about the film and the characters and why I should care about any of the characters there were some cinema m- moments that were absolutely gorgeous so for you know a, a low budget movie this is I think pretty successful
0: yeah I think you know it goes a long way to cast some, you know, of your buddies who probably did this for not very much. I mean, Ty West, who plays Tariq, uh, is also well known for, you know, being a for being a director and directing the House of the Devil, which is another one of the movies from this time that really took off. Uh, and then Joe Swansburg, who plays Drake, is also a director. And then, I mean, the biggest name we have in this is our main character, Sharni Vinson, whose other big movie is being the girl from Step Up 3D. <laughs>
1: let's not be hating step up three uh,
0: I'm but no, not hating I, I'm just saying it's it's not it's uh, a
1: horror movie all on its own exactly <laughs> it's, I definitely it was passed over
0: by the awards shall echo we say. Emily's
1: comments like I am going to be snarky overly snarky for the sake of comedic podcast I definitely have some criticisms of the film but overall before like this is a movie i liked and enjoyed there's definitely been similar movies that i think are better but i would still definitely call this a good movie like i watch this all this whole thing in one sitting and again we do this a lot like i usually try to break it up into chunks and stuff like that i do not watch get through all of the movies we do for this podcast in one sitting i made it through this one in one go
3: what's also really short and something i love about this movie and i think more movies and more horror movies especially these days need to do is pace better this is a really a 90 minute movie made a little over some change and you know you introduce the characters like for 10 minutes and then the action starts and and you get to learn the characters and the twists and turns as it gets along and that's something i like really respect about this movie it just paced so well the way the reveals are done is is told really well so um yeah it it is something you could sit with that one sitting and and just have a fun time with it and I feel like with current horror movies it's it's a little bit more rare because they want to go for longer than two hours and sometimes you don't need it I don't sometimes I don't care about the setup for 30 minutes about why I should care about this person I could care about that person as I go along for the ride and and they do a really good job with that with this movie. Oh yeah. For I- better
0: or for worse, this movie drops character explanations in from like 15 seconds. Everything that they explained to us about our main character, Aaron, is done like halfway through the movie. And it's just like, here it is. <laughs> She's just like, no, oh yeah, half- I grew up in a thing. Where my dad was a survivalist so i learned a lot of weird stuff that other people don't know and i'm good at killing people
1: not even halfway through we're getting motivations for her dropped in in the last scene where it's like you're struggling with all that student debt since when When what
2: does i almost prefer less character development in terms or i should say not development but character background in this movie, because a lot of their actions really begs the question. We've talked about this movie a bunch of times just in passing, because we talk about how characters re- respond to horror situations. And we talked about it when in Nightmare on Elm Street, where we have the, the main character, she's like really into survival all of a sudden. But honestly, watching this movie, I'm kind of thinking like, these are all kind of logical things. And I felt like that was something that was that the movie was saying a little bit. Um, I don't know if it was meaning to say that, but you know, there, she, there were certain expectations of this character and she surpassed those or subverted those, however you want to see it. I don't think it needed an explanation that she, cause now it begs the question, like, what the fuck kind of survival cult or whatever? Or like what what did her dad teach her that involved like shoving a blender on somebody's head? Like, is this some sort of hit girl situation where he's like, okay, for your birthday, we're going to set up this kitchen and you got to figure out where I'm going to come from and you got to use the the closest appliance to kill me. Something. I'm thinking Hit Girl
3: or Hannah. Remember that yeah. movie? That, that kind of brought those vibes.
1: This- maybe me playing into stereotypes and feel free to call me out on this i kind of wish we were given no explanation other than that she's australian <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean like yeah, that's um, it I think, she's like I how think do you know this of, i'm from australia she's i think half it, of that's the work it, of her gone. being
0: useful is done by the fact that this family is useless like yeah i mean yeah. her her boyfriend especially although there's reasons for that but like everybody in this family is pretty fucking useless they're they're worthless rich people
1: they put them off to bed oh no murderers are attacking off to bed mummy.
2: i mean these people do not have a fight response like nobody has a fight response of this family not even mm-hmm. kelly i mean kelly at least she run for
3: a while though yeah,
2: for it a did
0: a to run, but it did. Well, let's let's jump into talking a little bit about the actual like yeah. plot here because we're we're kind of doing that anyway. Cuz we get this this cold open, which I don't know about this cold open, guys. It is it is mentioned in the IMDb page that there was originally a different cold open here and that this is something the producers requested, which feels right because it's sort of like unpleasant sex and unnecessary nudity to to set up this what? Other house, you know, that's gonna be gonna turn out to be the neighbor's house in this movie.
1: Why are you still doing the? I'm gonna write your next in blood. Like you are a mercenary who is using this for a staging ground. What part of this is the, th- the fucking theatricality necessary?
2: I well, they were trying to stage a some sort of like psycho.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. Satanic. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's right. yeah going that's around right.
0: killing everybody. It's not just that yep. they're trying no, to kill right. this rich family so that their you're kids can inherit. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. Did you feel it all the same way about this cat? It I- felt
3: very disjointed, I feel because they didn't really focus on it after the fact, because you have that moment. And then you do have, you know, halfway through the movie, the, the guy who's dead in his house. But that's really the only mention of it. I don't yeah. know. I feel like they're they could have maybe talked about it a bit more if they're going to have this big cold open about it
0: I, yeah. I mentioned that in the original version the guy is supposed to find his dog dead and then he is supposed to die which i guess maybe explains why nope. the body of nope. the dead man is in this scene and nope, not the yeah. dead girl
1: good call good like yeah um, i'm glad we didn't get a dead dog in this movie place the dog um, with boobs I think you hit the nail on the head when you called the kills unimaginative because that's what kind of stands out to me is these were unimaginative kills in a movie with very imaginative death
0: no I, I i think you're right i mean the intro kind of sticks out and then we we just have this sort of jump to waspy parents paul and aubrey coming to set up this uh this is their secluded second home in the woods where they're gonna have this event where they you know rest of their family is gonna come over for their anniversary and, and no sooner do they get in than aubrey hears noises upstairs and paul immediately starts treating her like a child <laughs> before he eventually like goes up and starts looking for a killer and uh is about to find one when his, his son interrupts him and and then they lie to the mom and say that they checked all of the rooms and there's definitely nobody here when um, there
2: is obviously something going on with one of those rooms
1: i want to know what fucking marketing job has this guy worth millions and millions of dollars oh no it is for a weapons contract yeah it's for a weapon
3: yeah, yeah like they probably mentioned like that. maybe at stock i don't know i don't it know has they don't be. really
1: describe it too much but it, again i'm like i'm not saying the guy wouldn't be well off but even for a he must have been like the like the director of marketing. Uh-huh. One thing I I almost thought and again this is me trying to put themes in a movie that doesn't really have much in the way of themes with the hindsight of a decade later. Spoilers for the twist that it's the son, two of the sons working together to kill the family. I almost feel like the way that could have worked with some commentary, but now in 2021 the idea that these broke-ass millennials, this is their only way. This is the only way that they're ever going to own a house or get anything, is if they kill their own family. And it almost works better if it's not if it's like $200,000. Like, know that would be
3: such an interesting story if they did tell that. They definitely weren't going that route, but that would be
0: cool if they were. Think about, like, Knives Out. Knives Out is you know, a handful of years later, but they had, they added in the, oh, he's being cut out of the will. That's why he's, you know, acting like this. (laughs) He doesn't feel he needs to kill him just to go ahead and speed up getting his inheritance. He's like, well, he's going to cut me out if I don't do something about it.
2: Well, I think that's another thing about this movie (laughs) that it's, it's really just about the survival. We don't
1: really need to worry about the reasons and the motivations because they're pretty rote. I'll tell you the, character that to me this movie
0: uh okay hold hold on let's go ahead and introduce the characters here because we've got them coming in here uh we get our our main couple crispin and aaron aaron is the australian girlfriend uh college student crispin is a college professor who is dating her he she was his ta at one point we then get shitty older brother drake And his snooty wife, Kelly, who will repeatedly pick on Crispin for everything, including his weight. And we also get needy younger sibling, Amy, and her boyfriend, Tariq, who is a filmmaker, we'll learn later on, who's made one documentary that's been at some underground film festivals. One Um,
1: person of color in this movie, and he dies
0: immediately. mm -hmm. And then we have uh, youngest brother, Felix, and his girlfriend, Z, who is cosplaying as Uma Thurman in Pulp Fiction.
3: Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah.
0: I don't know what you were going to say, but I have a feeling it's about Z because Z is fascinating as a character, has very little development, but has just some real interesting um, qualities as a character.
1: I wanted more and bigger from Z. Well, that's
2: the thing. This movie, like, I felt like was trying to start getting a bit of that cake and eat it too. And with Z and Felix... Like Felix being shitty, I did enjoy Felix being like, "Why don't you do the thing? Why you mean me? I I paid you two dollars to kill my family. I mean, like four hundred thousand dollars is not a lot to kill an entire family. I
1: think, especially with fucking crossbows. Like again, this movie." In the wake of just economic devastation where it's just like fucking $500. Yeah, fuck it. I'll murder a whole family for, fi- for just $500. Especially. What the, fu- the fuck else am I going to get that kind of cash at?
2: They're, they're marketing for arms dealers. Cool.
1: I can just, I can ride on that high horse. but um... well, no, To me it was, uh, and I do feel bad because unfortunately Nicholas Tucci uh, did pass um, a few years uh, last year. Uh, but I don't know if it's his... Per- so I do feel bad criticizing him. But I, and I don't know maybe if it's his performance or the writing. I feel like you talked about this movie having its cake and eating it too. And I feel like this movie can't decide if Felix is a cold-blooded killer willing to slaughter his whole family or a reluctant, tortured person doing something desperate. And like... He's still shitty. Like, he's still shitty, but it's the sense of I'm going to... Emotionlessly stare at my dad dying, but then I'm going to get upset that it was done in front of me and talk about how sad that makes me. And I'm like, there's two different performances going on here. Okay.
3: Conflicting tone for sure. Yeah. And I mean, that's the whole movie. It's like what I wish they maybe did take like five minutes to describe at least the dynamic between the parents, because like they really must hate their parent. Well, obviously they want the money, but they at some points they are like, oh, yeah, my mom died. And then other points like, oh, whatever, my mom died. There's like literally no connection between the two. It's like, what was their childhood like? I kind of want to know. And we definitely did not get that answer. And I feel like that was valuable information that-, that- Could it help the character development a little bit more?
1: I like this movie because it it does very well. The tension and survival uh, and fear and exciting, interesting kills. But I like it, but I don't love it because it never really dives deeper into the characters. Uh, It's not really exploring themes and we don't get much in the way of like real motivations or understanding. Well,
2: this is this this film is so focused on the action and you know, that's where it shines. I do think that the character's like, I don't give a shit about any of the members of this family. I mean, Z is a freak. You, you know, you don't take her home to mother or whatever. And unless you she, want
0: to have sex with her next to your dead mother, that's the I, only time you take her home to mother.
2: But apparently I, she he's still not into that. Felix is still not into that. I so. was so that's waiting the only for moment.
1: Z to kill Fe- after that moment. I was totally waiting for Z to kill. and become like the final enemy
0: the the problem with z in this movie is that she doesn't have a motivation everybody like the two brothers are doing it to get money she is just a girlfriend but for some reason has been cut in on this plan to murder everybody you know unlike Aaron, who was also in sort of the same position of of being a girlfriend i assume z is just an amoral girlfriend other than just being a freak which, you know, is fine. She's
1: just murder horny, which, you know. <laughs> you know, if, if that's I thing. get it, but, you know. I kind
2: of wish hey, that it was down. less obvious. Like, you know, Felix and Z being these bad guys. Like, I don't know. if if I felt a little. I feel like this are setting
0: was up parents to be really bad. Yeah, um, and then they, they don't. don't
2: get that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like,
3: okay, they seem like, you know, not great people. But we don't yeah. ever get a moment I mean, to show that they're not another, great people. In another
0: movie, it would be like they're really abusive and then this one all the stuff that they they play that way is just like a boomer kind of stuff like yeah. <laughs> He works for a defense contractor she is on medication she you know freaks out about everything she like the mom especially seems more put upon than evil
2: Yeah no she I mean yeah. the, the parents are borderline sympathetic even though they're just kind of mediocre what, people Yeah like
1: we're given sketchy backstory but what we're shown is every fucking Connecticut wasp mom and dad that I knew fucking growing up in Connecticut. And Amy deserved better. She, you
2: know, she's a little baby, and sure, she's a princess, and all that kind of stuff. But you know, oh, she I might just, just be bubbly. She tried everybody. to,
3: yeah, she tried to run. She tried to save yeah. everybody. Question
2: mark. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: Aaron goes over to the the neighbor who is still playing that one song on repeat. It's supposed to be getting some milk, but nobody answers the door because uh, they're all dead. But she didn't see that. We get sort of them spending that first night, and then they're all sitting down to have a nice dinner for the anniversary. Everybody starts I, squabbling. They're, they're kind of shitty to each other. And then Tariq sees something out the window and decides to go stare at it until it shoots him in the face with a crossbow bolt. I have
1: a question going back to visiting the neighbor. Uh-huh. I know it's going back to like, oh, i borrow a cup of sugar. If a neighbor came knocking at your door, it's like, hey, can I borrow some milk would you give them milk i don't think i actually depends on the neighbor
3: i think like if i know the neighbor i'd be like okay but why i'd be like like, you can have have
2: it you don't have to borrow it i don't want it back you can have this
3: (laughs) yeah i I don't
1: want it back. that's the move that's the move yeah yeah i want that or like i'm gonna pour it for you
0: (laughs) i mean it's so like they're they're way out there in the country you know if i was say in new york and somebody in the next apartment over came over
1: I'm New York. I, I live in fucking Manhattan. I don't trust the people, the motherfuckers that live like three feet and, away but from
3: they me. Could, well, I, back then they couldn't DoorDash. But now you can you get those Postmates right. and be like, can I have some milk? Sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, although Postmates probably doesn't go to wherever the fuck this house is because it's way out in the middle of nowhere. Because that's, that's the thing is like in New York, it's like, all right, you go downstairs, you go, you know, 20 feet to the bodega and you get some milk. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's no no bodegas out here. It's either the neighbor or drive all drive half a day back into town.
2: Yeah, this house exactly. is like in the middle of absolute bumfuck. No, we we don't know what flyover state. Not to, I'm sorry, I'm being an asshole, but um, <laughs> I think it's in Ohio. And it definitely looks like New
0: you- England, though. Actually, like the that's true. The foliage the setup looks like they are just rich enough to afford a thing that's in a rural part of Connecticut that they can just go up there and you know spend a week in the country
2: and this house is the side of the size of a, a like a swiss village i mean it's fucking enormous
1: and as we talk about flyover versus new york i mute my microphone as so many fucking sirens go by my window <laughs> here's more of them oh well you know it's it's
2: lively i had we had sirens in this neighborhood the other day and it was actually a santa
1: claus parade
0: <laughs> like oh was it another fire
1: yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, trust me, we're going to have our own Santa Claus parade and they're all going to be fucking sloppy drunk. It so
3: <laughs> yeah, much. It's a little bit of a different Santa. Santa Con's a little bit of a different uh, flavor
2: for sure. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Here Santa Claus has like a goddamn presidential escort. Other places, it's just like a bunch of drunk Santa Clauses.
1: Yeah, our Santa's got 40s. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Merry Xmas. Um,
0: okay, so Terry. Oh, so, yes. Yeah. We we need to good know good. Tariq so briefly. He has one, one small, you know, movie that's going around to underground film festivals, but he catches a crossbow bolt in the face. And right it takes everybody face. else at the party a good 15 seconds to realize that he's dead.
1: Which honestly <laughs> too busy fighting. I got also there's a degree of like if someone got shot in the face with a crossbow in front of me. I'm definitely gonna need at least eight seconds just to process the basic facts of that. They, they
3: seem not to like him too much. They they didn't quite quite care. They cared about their safety, but gee, I, was I like, wonder oh, why the
1: wasp parents didn't like him. Well, well
3: wonder also, why they're
1: not shedding any tears. The thing that I picked up the what most is like ass motherfuckers. Felix, everybody was just kind
2: of like weak as as people, you know? and drake was the uh i guess the strongest personality um of them which is to say he was unbelievably shitty and i'm not sure if he like if the if the commercial conversation where he's like you shouldn't do uh indie films what's an underground movie festival you would watch the movies underground (laughs) i like i'm not sure if he was supposed to come off as uh Genuine, or if he was just being shitty to be shitty and a bully, because it sounded well, like that's
0: us, his whole character. And I have no doubt that Joe Swanberg himself has been the Tariq in this exact conversation at some point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like because they're all weird underground horror filmmakers, and you know, some surely some waspy asshole like Drake has had the same conversation with him at some point.
1: Drake is so realistically shitty. It's not this, like, over-the-top bullying. It's, like, beetling. It's these, it's these barbs thrown out, like, at, at the edges of conversations. Like, knowing just, like, the buttons to push. Like, just being just so subtly disrespectful in every conversation. Both,
0: both Drake and Kelly... Kelly does it like behind people's backs, but it's like making fun of Aaron's accent for being a bit much. Yeah, so that Australian. was like
1: apologies like, for being Australian.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, you have to be that Australian? I mean, come on. Like
1: she's just yes, mad that Aaron's hotter yes. than
2: her. Except, well, I I would say objectively, they're they're both you know gorgeous people. But i think she's probably thinking like, oh, she thinks she's so exotic or whatever. I really don't know what people think that don't like accents because I'm like. I love accents. You know, I'll fetishize that shit day and night. I'm so sorry. I'm white. Um, anyway. We all
0: are. I'm... We're all sorry that you're white.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good.
2: Good. I need that sympathy.
0: After Tariq gets hit in the head with a crossbow, uh, everybody else just starts running randomly in different directions, okay. like NPCs in a, in a uh, first-person shooter.
1: I it's like an I, ant colony. <laughs> I know I said it before, but I do need to reiterate whatever fucking timestamp Tariq bites it, like, I don't know, like nine minutes in. Oh, no, it's it's
3: really early in the movie. Yeah, which is what I like about this movie. Yeah, it gets right to it.
1: Again, the yeah. fact that it is like that dinner, I was totally starting to, okay, there's at least 12 more minutes to step and then, bam, crossbow in the face. I'm like, oh, fuck, this movie going to be a roller coaster. But I do want to say again, we are looking at, an, like, that is the... Last time a person of color is in this movie,
3: yeah, yeah, and there's no commentary towards that either. I mean, I wish nope. there was, yeah, there was nope. no commentary, it's just like, just a really white movie, yeah. yeah, like
1: not even like, yeah. I mean, I again, it's not like this movie is actively commenting on race, is you know, take make of that what you will, it's a real white movie.
2: It the tragedy is in the one of the more interesting characters getting knocked off first <laughs> and then. Drake getting hit with the arrow, but not dying. I mean, catching him the,
0: between the shoulder blades and like a place where he can't get it out. is
2: Yeah. Like, and then you just
0: can't feel it, it for most of the movie.
2: Too. Yeah. Because it's very interesting. Of course, yeah, I, Kelly comes loaded with Vicodin wherever she goes. <laughs>
1: I love that movie where, where we're just like, nah, it's been an hour. Like, I'm good. It's fine now. Yeah. I guess it was the. Vi- no, I think he did say that it kicked in. So it must be yeah, the. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's
0: like, He's like, take it out. Somebody take it out. And Aaron's like, no, do yeah, not don't take cross it out bow out. when you don't have anything to like stitch it up or bandage it. Yeah, like, and
2: then, then he it takes to... it out anyway. So, well, yeah, it's later too. It's keeping the blood in your body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And Aaron is quickly the only competent adult in the room and helps them all like get out of the giant window covered dining room by like carrying chairs in front of their faces to, you know, catch instead the of crawling bowels. on
2: the floor, which is like, I mean, okay like you I mean, want to do something different yeah well that's why that's what begs the question of her like survival training is like her, she didn't just have survival training she had some bananas shit like i'm pretty sure she's traumatized like that's where you know at first oh. when it's yeah like that's what that's the story that i want to know Is like the prequel I know, I want the prequel where it's her using all the crazy bananas shit that she learned from her crazy banana survivalist dad or whatever in his, like, commune to, like, defect. And then she, and it's, like, this really dramatic thing where, like, either she has to, like, kill her dad in a final test of, like martial arts or some bullshit you're
0: you're saying that the first half like the prequel to this is the girl in the wood
2: no the girl but that's the thing is the girl in the woods is cool but like it has other characters like i want a movie that's just about that girl in the woods and there's no like fucking monsters or anything spoilers but like the um, i mean it's
0: australia so monsters are realistic
2: well yeah you just kept a Make sure you don't get boxed by the ruse.
0: Um, the ruse and and
2: Fucking kangaroos are terrifying. At, but at first, like, she just is the only person that has a level head where she's like, okay, we're going to address the situation with first aid. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, she's acting like a person who has had this much, which is a small amount. I'm holding up my fingers. Very small amount of training.
0: Yeah, she's a person who's been in some shit before and, like, knows how to handle herself. Is yeah. how it comes off at first. Like yeah. she has a level head but I like the that...
3: gradual I like how they gradually reveal that I like it wasn't right away I, I I thought they revealed it in the right place where you're like oh okay this is not just a normal girl so she's not your average final girl by any yes at
0: yeah. the point in the oh, movie you where do. you're like it seems weird that she knows all this stuff the I... movie's like we know here's here's why here's why she knows I... all of it
2: like I kind of would have preferred it if instead of being like, oh, yeah, I've been traumatized by this survival thing. Like she just was like, oh, yeah, I was a babysitter once. Oh, yeah, I was in a fire once.
0: It's kind of ready or not. We'll do that with like, oh, I was poor. So I know yeah. how. To, I know how to deal with shit. Yeah, uh, I like, don't understand.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, like We're afraid it all played into theme. I don't know what themes are here to play other than like we want to do a cool survival story which again they did a cool survival story it's just i like all my favorite horror is just telling more it's just exploring something more than just itself and i feel like what's on the surface here is awesome but i don't know how much there is beneath the surface i i think it's a
3: good precursor to better final girls that we not better because i mean we have some great final girls in the decades and decades of horror movies but i feel like it was the precursor of the final girl really taking action I Mm -hmm. think our final girl in this movie killed more people than the killers which is crazy to think and she in some regards plays the role not you know thematically but uh, visually of one of of a killer because you get the kills from her like the blender moment usually the serial killer would do but she's doing it the slasher would do it so she kind of becomes a slasher here like that that's the stuff I enjoyed about this movie even though like Again, thematically, maybe they could have had more. I think they focus a lot on let's build this really interesting final girl and put that that trope on its head. Um, and it's a good precursor to better movies that do that. You know, yeah. a few
1: weeks ago we talked about um, another home invasion movie, uh, Better Watch Out, and I talked a lot about how I felt that movie did not deliver uh, in the way of cath- uh, catharsis. This movie so 100%. much
0: catharsis 100% for, catharsis
1: from yeah. Drake getting hit in the back with the crossbow after being shitty the whole act one to that blender kill which is uh, incredible well let's Inc- let's talk
0: about one s- of the most s
1: tier kill
0: let's let's talk about <laughs> one of the other s tier kills here which is this next scene where they they set this thing up to where like it's it's a very concocted movie thing where they're like okay somebody has to get outside to a car because the phones aren't working well if we go outside they're going to shoot us well somebody has to run fast who can run fast and amy really wants to prove herself by running fast and they don't want to give these guys any lead time so they have to open the door at the last minute and so like no this, shoes this whole built up thing yeah. yeah
3: no sneakers yeah well, and then, well, she, well she, she was, she was wearing flats but she yeah but there's think... got to be sneakers in that house but then she you didn't, know didn't they, they, they open it up <laughs> they're she runs straight
0: out the door and she gets clotheslined by razor wire that the guys have put up there which you know she she gets her throat slit she falls back into the house and it's it's this really effective and like stunning moment in the movie oh yeah now, like
2: where everybody is like well i you know you're expecting something you're mm-hmm. not expecting that
1: yeah um, like and it's it a, is a
2: gorgeous build up too like the cinematography there is, is
1: stunning it is some great classic horror movie tension you're watching this whole thing knowing whoever goes outside is going to die you know something's gonna but not happen not
3: that suddenly yeah that's no. quite- oh
1: okay
0: just-
3: and so cr- it's such a creative kill
0: it's like, I mean- yeah. it's like chris hemsworth on that motorcycle trying to jump that gold <laughs> cabin in the woods yeah <laughs> and
2: just smashing into the barrier
0: yeah just oh, smashing into the barrier like- and tumbling down
2: but it's it also so- effectively like raises the stakes, right? Yeah. Where you're like, it's not just somebody firing shots into the house and stuff. I mean, out in the middle of nowhere, someone could fire a shot into your house, especially with a crossbow that powerful. Yeah, you know, and you know, it's and you can something- just
0: run off. And this is know, not, yeah. Never know anything. Just, yeah,
1: like this is not someone shooting. This is a planned, targeted assassin. Yeah, someone mm-hmm. is trying to trap you in that house, set traps to keep you trapped. This is but like our no first
0: place where I think where we get hints about like Aaron's hardcoreness as she's watching, you know, the life and blood drain out of Amy, and she they just keep zooming in on her. Like, <laughs> this is it. She's going now.
2: Survival mode activated.
0: She just starts closing windows and curtains and everything. Everybody else is like, "What? Well, what are you doing? Let's let's go!" And she's just like, "No, I'm locking the whole fucking thing down. We're staying Isn't, in here." Even with being, being
1: practical, like shot at with crossbows isn't Aaron the one who has to be like hey stay away from the fucking windows
2: well yeah like everybody's the disaster nobody knows what to do at all and you know another thing that I when you're talking about themes Ben I think that the main theme is about Aaron's behavior because there there is a line where it's like well we thought you would act normal and you know to this family acting normal is losing your shit I guess I mean to that to the credit of crispin or whatever that's how everybody was acting for sure and i kind of wish it was less like she was less of like a special survivalist or whatever and just like a normal woman who's been through some shit and has learned some things you know and is now just like done with everybody's bullshit
1: yeah i I think
2: almost comes off
1: i didn't need the comic book backstory she like you said this was a case where again it was almost like too much answers i was okay with just erin's competence and badassery just being mysterious or just intrinsic to her character
2: so at this point in the movie we have now we're we're shown the bad guys which are some dudes in weird animal masks that are very blank but one's a sheep one's a tiger
0: according to the imdb they are sheep tiger and fox where as i was watching it i was like wolf uh sheep and something else um
1: yeah i will say love these mask guys they're great the masks
2: are yeah the mask guys are great although there's a point where i got sheep and tiger mixed up because there was a lot of like sheep killed kelly and then tiger threw kelly back in the house and then
0: yeah sheep's the one with the cross
2: though
1: I honestly yeah. identified them more by their weapons than their mask. I was like I was like, you're a crossbow guy, your axe guy, your third guy.
2: And, then then yeah. tiger got the hammer when sheep had the hammer before. So that was a bit confusing. But uh, whatever. They were
1: guys in masks and they were pretty but scared. I gotta yes, I was honestly I was a child who hadn't learned object permanence. I made no effort to re- remember or recognize the mask and just treated them as like these are three hive mind murder. people. I and like I liked their I,
3: motives. I thought that was good, and I liked the way they had to continue to work with uh, Felix. I thought that was that was well done. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense because well, you know, again, a lot of times slashers don't have motives, so it was kind of yeah. cool to kind of see that. That was different.
1: These guys require very little change in my 2021 remake where it's desperate poor millennials and Gen Z willing to do desperate, awful things. Oh yeah. There's no, no need to change.
0: Cause these, yeah, these guys are perfect. Yeah. These guys are, you know, ex ex soldiers who, you know, can't find a job who, you know, just, you know, said to make a few extra bucks murdering some people, Um, which, you know, it's, it's a millennial. If anything is, is out there. I, I do you want to talk really a little bit. Anybody on Fiverr. Yeah, I, I, economy. I mean, you know, Chris Abella wrote an entire comic about that, right? Thinking
3: like, completely. Literally, I was thinking about that comic
1: just now. For yeah. sure. Crowded. So mark that down on the recommendations. Go read Crowded. It's yeah, absolutely.
0: awesome. Yeah, I couldn't can't recommend Crowded enough. Okay, so now that Amy's dead, the mom flips out. The mom is completely useless, crying in a, in a ball. So they just take her to bed and leave her there without checking anywhere else. And we get a, a truly creepy scene of like this guy scooting out from under the bed and preparing to murder the mom and they shortly thereafter find her dead in her room do not stop to think of how she died um and you know your next is written in her blood on the wall uh these these rich people are useless
3: (laughs) dad cries for a little bit he he cried um he's like oh no
0: yeah she is everybody is upset about the mom dying nobody is like okay, if the doors are closed and the bad guys are outside, how did she die?
2: Except, well, Aaron does say like, killers yeah, in the Aaron, house. Yeah, no? Aaron
0: later on is like, hmm. But I guess the only other person who has some inkling that something must be wrong is Kelly, who hangs around and looks around the room a little bit longer after everybody else walks out and uh, is like, maybe there's something under the bed and does peek under there from extremely close and see the guy in the mask. And proceeds to run the fuck out of the house Duck the razor wire and not tell anybody else What she saw Um, (laughs) She abandons the entire family
3: But honestly like good for her Don't like her as a character but like yeah Good for her for just trying Her best to leave Doesn't work for her but I think yeah
2: In terms of like levels of doneness That's pretty fucking far done
1: It feels pretty in line with what this movie Has given us to know about Kelly
0: Yeah Kelly sucks and we'll run all the way over to the neighbor's house where she'll try to get help and we'll run figure out the same thing uh, that we found out at the beginning that he's dead when the when the guy in the fucking uh, I guess it's the sheep mask punches her through a plate glass window and oh, like that she... punch was wild
1: bay <laughs> yeah. windows holy shit well, either what an amazing punch or what a shitty
0: window he punches let's her let's through the window and, and the throws window. her through the coffee table both of which are just this this scene, like the kill, the the setup of the kill is I think really great, but they they film and play it weirdly sexually of like her they they zoom in on her ripped stockings and her like crawling through glass in a way that's like weirdly Ugh. sexualizing of the murder uh that I did which not is, care for.
1: Which is yeah. strange that there were glass shards that big because that coffee table is clearly vaporized. <laughs>
2: Everything, yeah, is very, very vaporized. There's a lot of glass, and it's uncomfortable. And it's like the the sexiness of this movie, like the sexy elements of this movie, are so weird. Like they're it's, so out
3: of place because it's just like it's for random scenes, and it's not consistent yeah. throughout the movie. It's like again, what tone are you going for? I think the sexiness. of this neighbor's like,
0: house is weirdly sexy in a way that's uncomfortable. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: what you know? That's oh. what makes sense. All the sexiness is all in that house for that some reason.
2: <laughs> The like, neighbor's house is there for the, the director to be, look at the producer with, like, a very, very hard, pointed, furrowed brow and be like, this is what I'm doing. Are you happy now?
1: I'm really not sure what exact tone I'm supposed to take out of golf club axe murder.
2: I I thought like, that was funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, it, I'm, I'm fine with the, like, creepy characteristic of of the character. It's more the camera work that bothers me than yeah. the- Yes, that theater. was it. That That's
1: it. That, I think that was it. I think, because again, like the concept and the- exe- like, Yeah, the execution. The concept works for me. And I I don't know, this movie really like showing the final screams and then them being suddenly cut off, which is really fucking chilling. And I definitely give the movie credit for that. I think there was- Yeah, I think it was too many close-ups and then we didn't quite get the- because it felt comedic, but I don't feel like the camera work. I feel like it was too many close ups to quite capture, like the physical comedy of the golf swing.
2: I you mean, know? it was it was kind of there. It was kind of, you know, it was still very uncomfortable and not like literally like slapstick. Like he didn't say four, but the sort of lining up for the shot. He bit. should
1: have said four. <laughs> I would if I'm a mass murderer in that situation, I'm a absolutely saying for that situation
2: well that's another another one of those style like conflicts that i see in the movie because this movie is pretty it's playing it pretty straight
3: but then and there's, there's those funny moments right there's like yeah. the one or two funny moments of it yeah
2: like the blender like the lining up the shot is like is still pretty effective because it's also disturbing because you know lining up your shot you want to be effective but then um not that i have any sort I mean, of
0: i i think it's okay for the killers experience. to be uh but. comical in a way to you know be yeah. weirdly playful with murdering people i think that mm-hmm. tracks in in a way that you know freddie tracks like um the, the weird problem in this to me like as i was saying kind of is is i think it's inevitable to compare it to the strangers which is a movie that's very much like this you know that's uh has you know two people uh, in a house and then people just come to their house to kill them. Uh, There's no reason in The Strangers, which is sort of the point of it. But the thing with The Strangers, despite I think in a lot of ways, it's like it's a much worse movie than this, but they have, you know, lived Tyler in the lead role and they never sexualize her as a, you know, an object in that movie. Um, She is a person fighting for her life the same way that you know this person is fighting for their lives and uh it's 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 weird the way the camera work does that makes that decision for you. It's like, oh look at her torn stockings and look at her crawling and it's like mm, I don't know. It's really close in and really weird.
1: I don't want to look at it a weird it. feel. I, yeah. I will grant that I may just be being an overly critical jackass in the series. <laughs> like I don't know. I may just be complaining to Phil content. I don't know. Who am I to complain about a golf swing axe kill?
0: Yeah, no, I, I think I think you're not wrong. I think there's a, I, I think it has a lot to do with this being in, an indie film that is, you know, maybe these, these guys, I think as people who've all made independent comics, you know, you might put in things that an editor would catch and get rid of that you do love, but as you know, somebody looking at it critically, you go, oh, this is a weird moment. Like it stands out. It doesn't work tone wise with the rest of it. But as a creator, you'd be like, I love it. And I want it to be there. And you know, if you were working checks for out. a studio yeah. or an editor yep. or something, somebody would say, hey, look, but it, it makes your whole thing worse. And uh, you would go, oh yeah, it does. And this, this has the feeling of not having that one extra person to go back and look over it and say, hey, it makes everything worse. <laughs>
3: But maybe that's also somewhat of the charm of an indie film
2: in general. It's like, okay, at
3: least, you know, they had their vision, but I agree. It's just like, okay, that was a little...
2: Yeah, I mean, there's just definitely decisions that are like, what if we did this? Mm-hmm. Again, and
1: whoever came up with the Blender kill, I want to shake their hands and buy them a drink. See, oh, and that's that the fantastic. best. You don't
2: like the Blender film? I, really? I thought... It was just out of character. Like, if this was fucking, you know, Halloween 12 or whatever, I'd be like, yeah, Blender Killed's dumb. But then this movie plays it so straight for so long. And then, like, it's Aaron and she's like, all right, I'm going to hit you over the head with the glass blender. And then the.
0: I, I don't mean, know. I, I think that's why it works I think for me. the scene in the basement, which we'll talk about in a little bit, where Aaron. Beats the fox to death with a piece of wood. Yeah. Like plays like, and I think it's Uma Thurman sirens and red lights moment from, you know, Kill Bill where it's like, now she's fucking crazy. She'll kill anybody. She's going to, you know, she's the kind of person now to stick a blender into somebody's head and turn it on. Um, I think it's it's just missing the sirens.
1: That was there from the beginning. Like this is somebody like to me, it worked because it's Aaron. Like to me, this movie, if it set up anything, it's set up that this is a woman who is both willing and capable of using anything she can get her hands on as a weapon.
2: I I mean, but she's in the middle of killing somebody and she's like, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to break the blender, but now I'm going to do some sort of Rube Goldberg trick where I'm going <laughs> to plug in the,
1: What's the alternative- blender. Blender. She stabs him with a blender and doesn't turn it on? She bled, I don't just, want to see that movie. I, I think
0: this movie... Every I
1: think filmmaker that movie. would make the decision to turn on the blender once it's already been stabbed into somebody's head. I feel like I she's... She
3: that- got the red light. You know, she has the red in her eyes. She's like, whatever. I feel like they, they build up to that moment enough. Like, she has enough kills under her belt in the movie to get to, like, a kill like that. I, I think that, I movie, think made,
0: that just- movie makes a bit more sense if the blender's already plugged in. But yeah, but no, yeah. yeah, no, she needed to get in. She needed to flip the switch.
1: No, she's I will like, defend. I, to try this. I will defend every aspect of the blender kill.
2: Also, the <laughs> the blender blades don't reach that far. <laughs> I've seen those blenders before.
1: We'll, this we'll isn't a ninja. We'll look past that. Again, <laughs> this isn't a cuisinart. Do you want this movie to not have a blender kill? No, this is a rich people
0: blender, Emily. You don't know about rich people blenders. The blades are much. Bigger. I do know about rich people blenders. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right let's let's jump back to where we were in i
1: don't, I don't want to live in a world
2: without blunder kills and movies look i i there are other blunder kills that i think are great
0: okay and there are definitely let's, what let's talk about drake trying to chase kelly out catching his bolt on the the wire as he tries to duck under it and then deciding to rip it out and immediately passing out. <laughs>
2: No, that was chef's kiss. That was yeah. a chef's kiss moment for me. Um, and still they had to like drag him back inside. He's already with, doped like, up pressure. on it in I and
0: will say. pulled this thing out and passes out.
1: I uh, was disappointed when he pulled it out because I really was hoping he was that character who just had the rest of the movie with just a fucking arrowhead
2: in his back. He was already, he was alive way too long.
0: I love that he passes out and they sort of tuck him behind the curtain and they're just like, he's he'll be safer there. They won't find him. Yeah. Um, and then like, for him to later pop up in the middle of the movie.
1: I feel like again, he's kind of set up as Adam Brody in um uh ready or not character where he's introduced as like oh this is the he's the shittiest brother, and then it's like oh he's the only not openly murderous one. But, but he's like, still he's a, a shitty good brother, guy. so who's yeah, worse. Like, we're still not given like we were given good qualities that Adam Brody and ready or Not had. We're not given any good qualities for Drake. It's also not murderous qualities. It's also
0: entirely possible that Drake is the reason why his brothers are the way they are.
1: Yeah. Well, probably. Yeah. For real. He's so shitty. He's
2: so shitty.
1: Like, it takes a lot for a character to get stabbed with eight screwdrivers and me to feel so little about them. I mean, like, I think that the the buildup, I think part of the
2: buildup of this film was part of the climax of this film was the slow and agonizing, painful death and torture of Drake.
1: I was shocked at the first, like, screwdriver. Horrified through the first three. Everything after that, I was laughing my ass. I was laughing my ass off for the next, like, four screwdrivers.
0: Talking, speaking of people getting stabbed shockingly, I think one of my favorite moments in this movie is as Aaron is running around closing the windows at this point, a guy like one of the mask guys punches through the window and grabs her and she stabs him in the fucking arm and nails yeah. his arm to the wall and is gone. And it's like, oh shit. Like, I did not expect that to happen.
2: Yeah. I mean, she's just, she's reacting. Like, I mean, I feel like of all the people in this movie, she's reacting normally. Like, that's also what makes her. I hate to say that's what makes
3: her a great character, because maybe these other characters should have been better. But that is what makes her a great character. and Makes her stand out. Is is those type of moments?
2: Yeah. Well, and I, that's that's also why you know I, I circle back to the 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 main message, I guess, that this movie has is about her reaction and how she's so much more capable than any of these people. And she's not even like a special like, and it's not. She's not like super powered. She's not special capable. She like the the thing she does. Like I think there's a point where she's like hiding, and she does this um this martial arts move where it's like a choke, almost. This is a real move that we learn, which is uh um to the uh the base of the the neck, like where the where the jaw comes like meets the neck, and it really just disorients somebody but like those kind of pressure point things like that's you know something that a certain amount of um uh just regular self-defense, self-defense classes can teach you
0: yeah he, he she, she clocks that dude right in the windpipe yeah um, yeah. yeah which you never see. she's also not do perfect though
3: she's not a perfect like she does get hurt which i like yeah. too you know she you know i think they give enough pull you know push and pull in this movie for sure you know who's
0: definitely not perfect yeah, is definitely- fucking crispin who at this point uh, runs outside to go check on the car. Leaves and, for half the movie. Yeah. And then the, the, it's like, oh, well, I can't drive the car. So I'm going to like go down the street and get some help and disappears for the next half hour.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: We're just like, goodbye to Crispin. Um, we eventually, we'll, we'll catch up with him. It later. made
3: the reveal too obvious. Like I,
1: yeah. I
3: remembered the reveals for the most part uh, watching it the second time, but it's just like, okay, even if I didn't know the reveal, I was like, all right because he's been gone for so long there has to be something up unless there's a huge plot hole well i mean the
0: the moment that he calls on the phone um i think you know right but like yeah i think at that point it could be so so many movies like halloween and, and things like that do that somebody disappears into the woods and then their body shows up later at a point that you know you really need help um and they're they're very dead um but yeah, he, he disappears and is, is gone for some time. Um, at this I, at this point.
1: I thought there was a chance like, oh, maybe he can come in and help, and maybe he gets himself killed, but like he comes back and he helps. Once Z and Felix were dead, I knew he had to have been involved. Mm-hmm. The movie is still going it, on. Yeah, it had like, be somebody
3: like, else, right? The movie's
1: still going on, and that's the only role left he can serve. And B, I'm like, okay, well, I've seen Ready or Not already. And Ready or Not, and this movie's saying all the same beats as Ready or Not. And the fiance ended up being a piece of shit in that movie. So I'm going to guess the fiance is a piece of shit in this movie.
0: And nobody at this point is keeping an eye on the dad either, who is clearly traumatized and like wandering around and just decides to go check the closet where he thinks the villain, or like one of the killers was hanging out and finds the bottle of urine in there. And it's like, huh. The closet
2: that he neglected to check earlier.
0: something going on. And uh, nobody is, nobody's at all helping him or concerned with him until finally, like the, you know, Tiger Mask Killer breaks in, throwing Kelly's corpse through the window. Um, he breaks in by breaking her, by breaking the window with her corpse. And Aaron <laughs> fucking murders him. Yeah. Beats she- him to death with like a wrench
2: yeah she she bashes uh, it's the back his yeah with uh-huh. a metal meat, meat tenderizer
0: tenderizes that meat good
2: yeah she bashes the back like she caves in the back of his skull and that's where i'm like okay that's where I, that's where it really it goes beyond a step beyond of uh practical martial arts or practical self-defense too
1: oh she's got something pent up that's what i'm saying like the girl that's daddy hit, issues. Yeah. The girl hitting that man with the meat tenderizer that many times is absolutely plugging that blender in. Yeah. I mean, I, and, I I will split hairs there, but
0: yeah. But Z Z, Z and Felix are, and are watching this and, and skulls? they're clearly saying, Oh shit, but for different reasons than the movie plays at this point, <laughs> is you know, they're they're surprised by what they're saying. They decide that they're gonna uh, go up and see what's up with the dad they send her down to so she's she's going to get supplies is what she's doing and felix and z go up to find dad and they find dad who is uh lugging around his cool bottle of urine that he's found and uh he is immediately throat slashed by fox uh and shoots blood all over uh the two of them and they are non-plussed annoyed annoyed even by getting all of this blood from felix's dad all over them and mm-hmm. they uh and they yell at the uh, at the fox mask killer for uh, being so annoying and getting all of this all over them. And why why couldn't he do better? Um, he he hired them he hired them to uh, kill his family. Why is he doing it so poorly? <laughs>
2: yeah, Felix is being a very big piece of shit to yeah. these hired killers which i mean i guess is part of the whole conceit of like psycho killers that they're not using guns also it wouldn't be much of a movie if it was just like blam bl- okay it'd be you a know? short film it yeah it wouldn't be a feature
1: <laughs> <laughs> again i do feel like this movie one of the first thing they came up with was like let's come up with cool fun like home invasion like deaths And again, they succeeded. There's some really cool, wild, fun deaths in this movie. And I'm not being a horrible monster. This is a horror movie podcast. That's a a real metric of quality for this. No, that's
2: for sure.
0: Yeah, this is is also the point where Lamb Mask finds Tiger Mask dead. And it's very upset because it turns out that's his brother. And they uh, That was
3: an interesting reveal It was very uh, quick and very sudden (laughs) I
0: love
1: the (gasps) line He has later in this movie he's like Unlike you, I liked my brother I love that
3: line And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, man I'm glad you liked your brother
1: (laughs) You know what would have been amazing Is if he had been like I'm sorry, I know what it's like to lose a brother too I mean, (laughs) doesn't it? Like, I I lost my own brother recently too and just like (laughs) You're going through
2: but yeah. that would have made felix a little bit less of a, just like a useless shit bag he would have been a shit bag but he would have been an interesting shitbag, bag
0: a funny shitbag yeah. bag at least yeah
2: z um, would have made that joke she'd be like hey <laughs> he just lost his brother too come on
0: yeah this is where we get like this i like this portion of the movie because we know that z and felix are bad guys but aaron does not yet and aaron is working with z to set up these nail boards to catch these guys as they're coming through you know she's this is where we get a little bit of aaron's backstory about her growing up in the outback at a survivalist compound which i, I guess i don't know they, they had somebody with an australian accent so they were like let's explain we forgot to mention as as she is coming back up the stairs she encounters lamb mask and uh, almost almost gets killed but puts a screwdriver in his leg because uh, drake wanders back into the story long enough to distract him he is still high on pain medication but he is awake she puts a screwdriver in uh in lamb and he bolts out the window and so drake and felix decide to go look for dad's tools so that they can uh you know make some more of these boards and other things to keep themselves safe uh and then this is where uh drake finds out that felix is evil as felix plunges a good dozen screwdrivers into his chest and stomach. Uh, uh, apparently, Drake is still very high on pain medication. Enough that the first couple screwdrivers just don't just don't drive it home enough.
1: This scene this is, is pretty- oh my god! This scene—it's one of like the highlights of the movie for me, just for how wild it is. Like, even as a just- character beat. I mean, this is
3: like. Your brother killing you. That's interesting. And then yeah, he complains saying, you guys are supposed to do that. Not me.
1: To <laughs> me, what really sells this scene is that look of just utter betrayal and complete bewilderment on Drake's face as he's just being stabbed over and over again and I also love just like it's a silly detail but it adds so much fun to the scene that he's not just taking the one screwdriver and stabbing him a bunch of times it is one stab per screwdriver yeah
2: he's like putting everything he's like the wounded man like he's just has everything in there and Felix is like can you just
1: fall over? What like this fucking playing
0: operation over here. Yeah, hands.
1: like getting the whole like <laughs> screwdriver <laughs> pin cushion was such a wild visual.
0: Yeah, it it really works for me, and especially in this moment, it's it's weirdly funny. Like all the all the comedy in this movie is dark in a yeah. way that, mo- for the most part, works. Yeah, Z is is meanwhile helping Erin uh, reopens the door behind her when she she goes upstairs. Um, Erin goes upstairs for supplies, finds dad dead. Fox mask shows up behind her in the room, and she does a fucking header out the window. Man, she doesn't, she doesn't story. hesitate she doesn't start to so fight. crazy, she just goes right for that window and just dives. Like it's it's insane because she looks back and sees him and is out the window. Yeah, she's
1: just like, <laughs> she's like Bye. gone. She eats herself. <laughs> yeah, like right out the window. self what
2: where was she trained to eat out the window like <laughs> again we need this prequel to understand probably yeah, exactly. all, all the moves she makes now this is a point where i have a tiny quibble and really it's just an excuse to to me for me to give y'all a safety tip so she gets glass in the leg and is rough I hate you know
0: it. i hate the glass in the oh leg oh my god yeah the,
2: the glass I, in I the leg so, so much glass she
0: said it. She starts pulling the glass out of the leg and it turns into one of those fucking gi- magician tricks with the scarf. It's like all it's the scarves. Like, it's like the longest piece coming. of glass.
1: <laughs> That's the one part. Like, I've like, told this movie has a lot of like creative kills. The glass is the one thing where I'm like, this is veering a little into like torture, like gore porn. That's I was yes, watching like, it in, I
0: was, I was watching this in my living room and I was just going, uh...
1: Yeah. I uh, <laughs> the kiddos don't walk in during this scene. It goes, you're that shard, like, and the glass shard grew three extra, like, feet that day. Yeah. Well, here's the thing,
2: is that she was wearing a, like, really thin, I don't know what, like, a silk top or, like, a whatever pullover or, what you know, very, very thin pullover where the glass got her was in the jeans now it could have been you know the forever 21 jeans that are just basically like cotton with denim printed on it but denim is actually one of the most resilient fabrics when it comes to stabbing um wet denim especially so if you're ever in a knife fight Mm -hmm. the more you know wear a lot of denim wear a lot of denim denim. that's right.
0: Wear a Canadian yeah. tuxedo to the next fight.
2: That's why if it's Canadian tuxedo because the loggers, you know, they'd be at bars and stuff and that shit. Like, that would oh, it's spirit. so interesting.
1: Does yeah. it make you invincible? Probably.
2: Well, here's the thing is that if you, people like back in the day in the 70s, when they get knife fights, they would use their denim jackets and they would pee on them mm. because the wet denim was really hard to stab.
0: Gets you plus five against piercing damage.
2: Exactly.
1: So anyway. So if you, you listeners, if you take anything away from this podcast episode, let it be on your
3: pants. (laughs) Yeah. You're
1: going to jump out a window, (laughs) pee yourself first. Someone's coming at you with a knife. You piss on that denim. Well, I mean, it's
2: going to take a minute. It'd be like, hold on, hold
1: on, hold on. I'm pretty dehydrated. I'm in shock. Hold on. Just cover your body with piss covered jeans and you're invincible you could also use like water but no that's not as fun no
3: you
2: can't do that <laughs> i mean if you don't have we all have the create water ability <laughs> so we could utilize that if i mean
0: it's more but of a but recycling with... than a creating thing
1: uh, y'all, I just <laughs> got a DM. Apparently, Levi's is no longer sponsoring this show. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. They have not that money. Does Levi's has sweatshops. I'm sorry, Levi's. <laughs> They're if a clothing brand, so probably. probably. Yeah,
2: I mean, Forever 21
1: certainly does. <laughs> uh, ethical existence is impossible. Uh, yeah.
2: Have you seen The Good I'm- Place?
0: No. <laughs> um, i think this
2: cheers shirt is made in the usa anyway yeah, so she uh
0: she sees lamb walking around outside so she doubles back and goes and uh hides in their their dead body nook for a while um because drake doesn't need it anymore he dead, so she she hides behind the curtain while she ties up her leg we get the Lam- lamb comes in steps immediately onto the boards uh the nail boards uh starts making a lot of noise so they send fox down to check it out and we get this conversation between Z and Felix, where uh, Z wants to wants to fuck Felix next to his dead mom on the bed, um, and Felix is not into this. He's real into the killing, not none to having sex on the parents after they're dead. <laughs> Z, this a scene is wild for Z. I want I want to know more about Z after this scene. Yeah. Um,
1: yes, that's what I'm saying. Like I need everything Z after this. her
0: response is, "You never want to do anything exciting." <laughs>
1: Like, while they're still actively killing his whole family, like, I need to know everything about She's Z. Another words, prequel. Fuck me next to yeah. your dead mom. Um, like, that's why I was sad that Z
2: was killed. Like, because I wanted Z and Aaron to, like, team up or
1: something.
0: where like, Z be like, or, or like, like, like to A.O.
1: Look, I Am I writing Aaron Z fic on AO3? <laughs> like, fucking. You're probably the y'all.
3: only one, but that's okay. I need well, to yeah. have this, the market. Uh, this story.
0: <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, so,
2: like, well, we'll get there. We'll get there.
3: Yeah, we'll
0: Aaron, get there. Is, Aaron is hearing all of this. So, it was hearing their master plan being discussed and developed. Of course, this is the point where her text to 911 finally goes through and she gets the notifi- loud notification on her phone. First which- thing
2: you do when you're in a survival situation is you put your phone on silent.
0: Yeah, I so stayed uh, in the outback. There's no, there's no phone service in the outback. You don't have to worry about it. There is, yeah, that's why so... their
2: hats go up that one side, so they
0: could hold the cell phone to their ear. So they they send Fox to go check on this, and he he knows where she is, and goes to peek through the curtains, and like she's she should be dead to rights. But she gets the most brutal fucking throat punch like we were talking about. And this dude who's supposed to be the trained killer just falls, just falls down. He is not prepared at all to be struck in the throat. Um, the
1: degree to which Aaron is able to hand these guys their
0: asses
1: every time is a fucking sight to behold. And I'm always here for it. Again, Aaron... I while I don't love this movie, I needed this movie after Better Watch Out because this movie is a catharsis delivering machine.
0: Yeah, because uh, she, she <laughs> this this fucking scene after this is hilarious because we get her like running out the door, all of them chasing out her the door, and then her jumping back in the broken window and hiding inside the house as they all run down the road to go find her uh lamb is actually suspicious and you know doubles back to try and find her and uh boy that doesn't work out great for him um he gets a knife directly to the face for his trouble um and then aaron proceeds to start home alone rigging the house like rigs up I a,
3: love.
0: yeah, yeah. rigs up an axe over the door so it'll you know uh hit somebody if they come through the door um Unfortunately, i oh, yeah. sure people are done using the door for this movie.
2: I have to well, say until the end. Yeah. At yeah. that point, Brett and I were like, we looked at each other. We're like, okay. And we were we almost straight up made a bet. Like, Who is it going to be? The cop or Crispin?
1: <laughs> I forgot about the rigged axe so when the cow came through and they showed i'm like oh fuck i for yeah. like Chekhov's axe trap
3: yeah and then that's how you i mean we'll talk about later but that's how you cut the movie like great oh, ending. Such a good uh, ending yeah
1: we, we've yeah. talked about some horror movies lately that like went on just like a little too long didn't know quite where end ended Wow. oh this movie perfectly timed cut
0: yeah yeah, we get and then Aaron has her goes into full-on slasher mode, sets up a whole trap downstairs with this flashing camera for Fox. And Fox like tracks down the camera and is uh trying to find her when she rolls rolls down the hallway with a fucking piece of firewood and beats him to fucking death with yeah. the piece of firewood. Um this this trained killer that she's been hiding from this whole time. She just uh full on killbills him. Um she This is a fantastic
2: scene too. Like, there was a scene like this a little bit in Don't Breathe, um, and that movie is skippable. So, and this movie I don't think is. So, watch this. This scene is really good, um, and doesn't come with all the problematic shit that Don't Breathe did. But this
1: this This movie over Don't Breathe, hundred percent, absolutely.
2: Yeah. So you know the dark, the the darkness dynamic. You know, with the flashing light again. You know, with the Watch out for the flashing light, but it's really well done. Um, so hats off.
0: Yeah. So she uh she beats the beats the shit out of this guy, kills him. Uh she then finds Felix and Z up in the kitchen. They both tried to kill her. Uh she she breaks the blender and stabs the fucking blades into Felix's head and then plugs it in and turns it on. And then
3: perfect. Great scene. Yeah.
0: And then puts that fucking knife right through the top of Z's skull. Um, i'm gonna die to, on the Splendor hill it. um but yeah she she murders the shit out of both of them and it's an extremely an extremely brutal and cathartic scene where you know she finishes off these bad guys and is uh you know just just sitting down to enjoy her <laughs> survival when uh felix gets a phone call um and it's crispin uh who
2: another survival comes... tip if you're the bad guy when you're calling your co- accomplice on the phone and they don't answer immediately. Don't say your whole plan. <laughs> yeah, don't fucking divulge every fucking important detail of everything that you're doing that's evil. No. But for that character, it made sense. Like, when yeah, you're saying
3: that, exactly. like, yeah, no,
2: that, that totally yeah. tracks.
3: Yeah, Chris <laughs> I mean, was
1: totally the fuck up who would reveal his entire plan the moment he hears, just to, just to fucking fill dead air. I mean, this like, whole... Oh awkward silence Uh, how about that murders i planned huh this
2: whole situation is also like super cockamamie like uh, crazy balls like this is like you want to kill your parents and blame it on psycho killers maybe try not to be there you know i mean there's easier ways to like not be there he
3: had to bring his girlfriend
2: (laughs) yeah well the girlfriend okay yeah so here's where crispin talks about that because he comes in uh after divulging his master plan to Aaron who he thinks is Felix and she's like on the phone and he's like Felix hey Felix I, I can hear you breathing and then he crawls in the window and then he finds her on the phone that he's talking to and she's like covered in blood with the knife
1: this is one thing though where I do wish we had more of a sense of what was this family dynamic what was going on why did Like, what was the deep reason doing it? Because it's like, why is Felix's plan to kill his whole family except for Crispin? Like, what is it about their relationship that spares them from the family massacre? And also,
0: what was that conversation like? Crispin says he came up with the plan. So I'm guessing that, like, Felix was desperate and Crispin was like, what if we just, like, just tossing this out there? What if we hired some people to kill all of our family? And then we the, split people,
2: the, the people that were hired were Felix's job. Putting together the plan was Crispin's job because he's a that's professor. why I felt
3: hard.
1: I feel yeah. like I feel like what it probably was was that they were all hanging out at Felix's place. And Chris was like, "Ah, oh, what if we just like killed our family? And then Z over here was like, I know some guys. Yeah, you want, you want to kill your I'll family help. i I get, I can, can I can put you in touch with some guys I okay. got a guy she like pulls out the contract she's like okay I got some guys
0: <laughs> I have three I'm- ex-boyfriends that'll kill your family for you <laughs> like,
1: you got a family murder guy I got a family murder guy two of got brother yeah I was part of this polycule
2: well not not entirely because two of them brothers that's weird but you know wasn't <laughs> I didn't I did an Eiffel Tower with them. Together, it was the other guy and one of the brothers. It would alternate. Anyway, uh, um, no, we a triangle
1: with one alternating side.
2: No, the brothers were never in the same in the same triangle. I,
1: I don't want to think about the dynamics of this anymore
2: me neither i'm
3: sorry it's like I brought a triforce
0: you see it's got the three triangles and yeah and uh, then the one point in the middle that's in all no it um, makes sense for
2: z
3: makes sense for her
2: but Z, like you know she would live her best life and she would be like all right yeah let's have boss party and then you know she she get- came over and brought the cocaine and she's like hey you know be crazy um i think it was her idea it was all her idea like do, all the theatrics were her idea
0: you guys Crispin are, seems you like he both was you both need money what if you killed yeah. your parents
2: you hate your parents right especially your big brother right
0: yeah.
2: and then she's a demon that they sacrificed uh
1: to and who's going to give them luck
0: I I um yeah <laughs> okay and I so
1: love I, I, that at the end we'd gotten like Crispin's justify for why it's like because you know he's like look I'm calm I'm we're gonna talk this out it's gonna be okay like most right it's like look my brother piece of shit world's better without him like you saw him. you saw what a piece of shit you were like I was a little surprised we didn't get even that level of justification or explanation I
3: think it, it, it again tracks with the rest of the movie because there's just no justification for anything but that's yeah. also, I think, the charm of the movie. It doesn't yeah, need I'm, it. It's just like I'm here it is. I'm not saying that
1: as a criticism of the movie. Like that's not a negative of the movie. That's just something like, again, in my eternal game of trying to guess where things are going and then being wrong every fucking time. I yeah, just
0: I, thought I do sh- think this this kill of Crispin is incredibly cathartic though, because he is going through every every gaslighting trick he has, which is, is yeah. You know, that's, you that's the only loans? thing he's any good at. Yeah, you get student loans, yeah. you can pay those, baby. Yeah. It's going to be all be good. Well, uh, if, if doesn't I was realize a little $500,000 cons- can cover. He doesn't even think for a second that, like, she might break up with him, even about this. Yeah. He's just so sure of himself uh, at this moment. And she full on just stabs him in the, the neck and lets him bleed to death. Um,
2: and, like, if I was her though, like if she really wanted to survive, like if she was and she, I mean, this is also a testament to her, like just being traumatized and, and, you know, like fight, 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 no flight, just fight, fight the window. Um, <laughs> the, the fact that she just stabs him and she's like for the hell of it. Like if I was her, and this is always what people say in movies, but I'm saying it anyway, I would just maim him like fucking uh, hamstring this guy like well get him in the achilles tendon and then when the cops show up you're like okay tell the cops what happened and or i mean she's not evil so i guess and i feel she- like this Crispin let's not- is
0: the most dangerous after they get out of the house like you know yeah he has, he has rich people privilege and can put anything he wants on her she has killed multiple people he didn't kill anybody he's fucking useless um, let's yeah. not
1: undersell crispin's it's not just a neck stab and a bleed out. She stabs him in the neck. He gurgles out why. She responds, why not? And then stabs him through the fucking eyeball. Which was
3: so oh, good. Yeah. And I, I love that moment. And I think ah! the the tension was the timing of the whole entire scene was was really well done. Uh, and it honestly, hurt? yeah, the dialogue worked, too. I think there's so many times where it could have been cheesy. And it just like it was just the right amount.
1: Of cheese you know it's just like My, it just
3: the, the only thing
1: line reading in the whole movie is her saying why not right before mm-hmm. stabbing him in the eye yeah.
0: that's her that's her huh, in-laws <laughs> yeah <laughs> if we, if we get at the end of, of uh ready or not which is that's a fucking all-time finishing line um
2: the only way it could true. have been better there's one way it could have been better if she was like if when he's like why and she said you were next Ooh. Yeah yeah
3: i like why on the nose yeah
1: i like
2: why not
3: okay
0: Uh, yeah i i like the why not and then this immediately her victory gets cut off immediately by a cop shooting through the window this cop that she has called but through 911 sees him sees her uh stab crispin and shoots through the window she goes down he decides to to come around through the door and she is still up and tries to warn him about the door but his little uh a little too late as he opens the door and gets a home alone axe to the face, um, and but, then cut to credits. Which is
3: what's ah, interesting about know. the movie is that you don't know that she's gonna like make go it, to jail. and go to jail not, for it.
1: I don't know how she could not go to jail. Yeah, I did
2: Isn't like. That I sad. Did like, yeah, but also like I did like the, the fact that there was the with the credits like that was one of the most satisfying things in this movie for me in terms of like. You know, plot like tying this up plot wise is like what seeing that the credits were the the crime, like, we didn't have to see the uh, the detective sequel of this movie, but we have like all of the write ups of all the characters. You know, the, the credits like, are yes, the yes. files on them, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think like she's she's literally the only person who appears on screen in this movie who is still alive at the end, fit literally yeah. everybody else who appears in the movie is dead. So uh, I, you know, I guess considering she's got plenty of uh, wounds and stuff, she can basically tell them whatever she wants at this point. Um, <laughs> there are there are three scary dudes with masks uh, lying about the place. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know, it's wild, but that's it's a uh, it's an excellent ending with the, you know, the axe coming at the guy's face and then it just cutting the credits is just ah, it's so good.
2: That cop was really out of his element too. He was. Oh man. And it's interesting that she still tries to play the
3: hero and try to warn him after she gets shot by him. It's like, no, don't. And then
0: just dies. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But uh, well, go ahead. uh,
1: No, just like you said, just a perfectly timed cut. Like it's, again, it's definitely a bleak ending. Just being like, oh no, this cop's going to die. And there's no way out of it for her. Like she is definitely going to jail, but also just on, The reminder of, like, I'd forgotten about it, it's back in play, putting that in play, like, Chekhov's trap and just kind of, like, what a great just cutaway horror movie ending on that kill. Like, that was just... Again, honestly, like, even though it was just this random cop, it was just one last bit of catharsis to go out on of, like, this trap that they'd set up going off.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, so let's talk about the uh, elements of this movie and... uh, progressive potential elements because uh, I I feel like the real no-brainer to start with is race because it's bad at that Um, it's only got one one person of color he gets shot in the face and has all of like five lines before he does yeah Um, you know and I feel like the setting kind of lends itself to not really having many people of color although I feel like you could have very easily cast Aaron as a person of color in the same way we talked about that with ready or not Mm -hmm. do you feel
3: like like if Aaron was a person of color there would be there would be a commentary about race.
0: I mean, yeah, certainly. I think like, you know, you have, I I think there's a, right now there's a commentary that's kind of about class, although we don't really know enough about her class wise to like, yeah. Put all that together. Um, but I, I think, you know, if it, I mean, it's fairly easy to imagine, like, she's really the only character I can think of other than, I don't know the cop who could be a person of color other than, you know, Tariq. Um, and you know she's sort of it would play I think very very similarly except you know you you would be able to consider the racial element of it in this um you know I I don't know you I think it would require a being a bit more careful from a screenwriting perspective uh, Mm -hmm. about the way she is personified but um you know I think ultimately it would bring it would probably bring more than it would uh potentially detract from you know the, the danger of it but again it seems like this movie is cast from a lot of like friends and people they could get to work real cheap to make this thing so yeah which
1: again horror is like the diy genre like i will never fault a horror movie for doing the most they can with what they got
2: yeah and i mean with her with Aaron, it's it's she already is sort of this aspect of otherness what with her being australian you know she's foreign um which so i think that if she was cast as uh, a person of color i think there it would have been um very little difference i mean again
0: i, I think i think consideration. You, i think if you put a black woman in that role then immediately not only is it doing something interesting with race
1: mm-hmm. but
0: uh immediately when like drake and kelly are shitty about her like that makes them hundred percent less likable than her yeah. being like, well, her accents a little much is that that feels like, oh, that's kind of shitty. But if like she's just like, uh, she's black, then it's like, you know, or, or some equivalent of that, then it it immediately is like, okay, I don't feel bad about her dying. Like
2: <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, I already didn't feel bad about them dying, but like I don't think it would have it would have taken anything away from the movie, certainly. As, as you said, and we would have a little bit of that, even if they were she was still like. A person of color from australia you know and they said all the same shit there would still be some interesting stuff about race being portrayed there um i think it would add to the movie honestly yeah i really do because i feel
3: like there is this weird thing where it does talk about like privilege and 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 kind of race but then it never does but if you did have a black woman in that role i think obviously there would be a commentary about race which may be something that was needed
0: yeah, I think this is—it's fascinating because that is the exact same criticism we had of you know Ready or Not, which is almost ten years later. Um, it has the same problem where it's like, oh, and here is this outsider who's another white person but a poor one. Um, yeah. And Ready or Not has the the same problem of having a minor character who gets killed very quickly, as you know, being the sort of token minority in the story. Because yeah, Ready or Not has the Uh, the maids one of whom are i think maybe two of whom are people of color and get killed in comical fashion which is a little uncomfortable in that
2: yeah in that
0: case um okay so i guess a little more a little more to the point of this movie uh and i think something that they they may have made a real attempt at is do we feel like this movie is feminist
3: um yeah in for our main character but nobody else yeah. I think that's the best way to put it it's just like I think Erin is definitely a commentary about feminism in slasher films I think they did something really different with her and she feels like a, the only fully fleshed out character uh so yeah there's a lot of feminism that goes into her and she like pretty much holds this heavy weight on her shoulders throughout the whole movie but if you go to every other character no but at the same time maybe yes because the male characters aren't you know, three-dimensional either, so they're just as two-dimensional as the male characters. So I don't think that's a fault that the other characters, yeah. the other females are, are I mean, you know,
1: not great every, characters. Sorry, uh, everyone aside from kind of Aaron and Z are literally hysterical uh, in kind of the old school awful way where they're just kind of falling apart messes, but they are no less useless than the men of the family. Every like you yeah, said, everyone is in different just ways. so
2: useless. I think the most uh feminist angle comes from that final reveal with Crispin, where he's talking about the expectations of how she should react to the situation. Um, and that whole exchange, yeah, she's a cool kick-ass girl that like is is practical, you know. And I think for a while, it doesn't make a huge amount of difference other than the fact that you know this is a horror movie this is a home invasion this is a slasher you know whatever um and she's a final girl and she's actually doing things that are practical as opposed to um you know yeah running away or doing all the things that Sydney points out in Scream that is always happening in in horror movies you know um running upstairs instead of running downstairs I do also
0: appreciate that she is a um final girl in a horror movie that uh drinks and has sex, which is, you know, the yeah. the 2010s thing is, you know, we we don't have like, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis in in Halloween where it's like, oh yes, everybody, she's she's perfect. She does nothing wrong. She just sits at home and studies when she's, you know, not in school. But yeah, we we definitely get the impression that like not only can Aaron take care of herself, but Erin is the one who wants to get whiskey. And Aaron is also, uh, you know, presumably was at some point sleeping with her college professor before uh, they, she stopped being his TA.
2: Yeah, I will say so. I mean, if we if we want to get really uh, black and white about the um, Madonna horror situation in this movie, most of the other female characters are well, not the mom, but like the Kelly and Z both get sexy at some point. Kelly not so much willingly and you know I think that that has more to do with their own characters because the sister Um, never did I
3: mean she dies pretty early
2: yeah she was she was very like but that's another thing too that actually I think subverts is that the sister being like the purest one is one of the first to go
0: yeah the sister is a much more traditional final girl type of like somebody who needs to prove themselves and um, yeah. You know,
1: for sure. Cares, Dies for cares it. About everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, And she,
2: she just goes immediately <laughs> and she's, you know, it's really interesting too, because her whole exposition happens while everybody's yelling
0: mm-hmm. where
2: she's because there's so much of the family dynamic that just comes to the surface when everybody starts yelling, where everyone's like, Oh, you don't take enough. You don't take me seriously. And you're an asshole and you're blah, blah, blah. And we're going to die. And like, you know, it, it works. Um, but uh, you know, I think that this movie does have some feminist elements. I don't think it's it's a particularly like flagship piece when it comes to that. Um, but yeah. I will g- mm. give it credit for like inspiring things like Ready or Not. Um I, yeah, I think it's a precursor
3: later. to like it just was a year too too early to yeah. become a really feminist piece, but it's an important building block to get to pieces we have now, I think. Yeah. For sure. I agree. For sure. Uh,
0: any any queer building blocks in there? Any queer content in this movie at only, all?
3: Only that Z and and
2: Aaron should have ended up
3: yeah. together in the yeah. end. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Where's my alternate ending? Where Z's like, here I'll cut you a deal. We both walk out of here, and you know I'll do my criminal things and make sure that no one ki- like finds you for killing all these people.
0: Yeah, Z Z gives Aaron a couple of very bisexual looks in this movie. <laughs> that like yeah. She's just like okay, she's I I'm I'm hot for this murder girl. Like, didn't I expected her to get killed? But now that she's killing everybody, I'm interested.
1: Yeah, she's looking at her like, I bet you sh- she'd let me have sex with her next to her dead mom.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's uh, again, okay, we're reaching though. But, we're certainly reaching. No we're other than that, yeah. <laughs> no, there
0: no, <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, no, there is, is no smear
2: anything <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm glad we're all getting our exercising because it is good to be stretching. Oh yeah, gotta get those yeah. stretches.
0: This movie is Morning sort of painfully heterosexual and like literally everybody is coupled up in this movie and uh, several of the several of the relationships are uncomfortable from an age standpoint. so.
1: I'm surprised the mask didn't have like their own partners (laughs) like the mask like I'm fox mask girlfriend hi
2: yeah I know right they all have like like
1: variants (laughs) yeah it's like I'm unicorn mask
0: yeah fox mask was a girl she's got like a you know low cut uh army surplus uh costume
2: well no they all like all of the the girl versions have like cute like fox mask and cat masks and like sheet masks Mm-hmm. like a, a more cartoony version yeah like a little anime fox Max, like
0: kawaii fox mask. yeah
2: and like the, the the cat girl comes in and she's like nya. and then <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then murders people
2: and then murders yeah with her charm
0: i mean we talked some when we were talking about race about how this movie deals with class which is like it brushes up against it and, can, and keeps moving i think yeah, you know, yeah it's like,
2: like there's class problems the end like we're told that
1: they're doing this for to get the inheritance it feels much more like this movie needed a motivation for a home invasion uh family betrayal murder than it wanting to explore economic desperation Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah it would have been pretty easy to add in a few lines here and there and to make it more about class and money and uh you know generational divide as far as that goes um you know, yeah, it's,
1: it's, especially if there had just been like I don't know, just some like some more lines about how much they were struggling, and some things were like the dad would and mom were just like refusing to help in that kind of stiff upper lip kind of way. Yeah, yeah.
3: It's like, oh, you should have worked harder, type. Thing, yeah, you know. This, yeah.
1: This res- resentment ring of like, you could help me, you're supposed to help me, and you're not, so I have no choice but to kill you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, do we think this movie has anything interesting to say about uh mental illness or mental?
3: I think the quite quite the opposite because the mom's
2: painted as a villain because of her mental illness,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: Yeah.
2: and they don't really do anything that like they don't have enough meaningful context around uh Erin to give her reactions the context of her being traumatized by the by whatever you know when she goes the extra mile of like the double tap on guys the back of the guy's head and stuff like that like you know if she was i mean at that point when she was killing that guy you know that's like okay i need to make sure that this guy's dead like this guy's attacking me i need to make sure he's dead after that it becomes a little bit too um goofy horror movie death kind of thing but you know there there's certainly an angle of this movie that could have been explored that involved her being traumatized by the survival cult or whatever. Does this movie have the time and energy to explore that? No, that's a different movie, (laughs) but I mean, like there could have been something, but I don't know. Like I think
0: this movie for the most part, I think doesn't, doesn't hit a lot of negatives, but it passes up points for, you know, where it could make a positive decision it just, yeah. it just keeps on trucking because it it like we said it's 95 minutes it moves at a good click more people die in this movie than almost any other movie we've talked about on this show um there's a lot of murder in this um, yeah but yeah i i guess i guess that leads to our uh other big question is uh overall would you guys recommend people check this movie out you think i w- would i
3: i i recommended it for the podcast i'm like yeah. oh this is such an interesting <laughs> movie to talk about um Again, I just think it's a good precursor to a lot of other stuff if you want to, especially if you like Final Girl slasher movies. you like the commentary of the Final Girl, I actually think this is a really important movie to watch. Um, Is it an important horror movie? I don't know. I think it's an important movie within that subgenre, which is obviously a cult subgenre. But yeah, it's a really fun movie. And again, there's so many movies that are just so goddamn long these days. So it's nice (laughs) to have a clean 90-minute horror movie.
1: And it's on Hulu. It's an easy watch. Totally agreed. Um, This is definitely just because I know so many people that are like, oh, I don't watch horror. I can't do horror. Like, there are some horror movies we do that I think transcend that. And I'm like, even if you're not a horror fan, watch it. This isn't one. I think I'd have trouble recommending it to someone who's like, nope, I just don't do horror baby blind <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but uh a- anyone who's even like a casual or a passing fan of horror or even just someone who's like yeah I'm good watching horror movies absolutely this is again it's not it's not like blowing down the barn doors but this is a solid well-executed tense horror movie with a bunch of creative killers. I had to tell it like again I've fetched and made my silly little jokes but end of the day I had a great time watching this movie
0: yeah I I think like uh, I think eventually it'll take 10 years but better watch out is or not better damn it I keep doing that but uh, uh, ready or not is the better version of this movie Uh, this doesn't have the you know gaming cult that answers to the devil part of the thing but you know it does have the sort of family drama slash home invasion people trying to kill you thing in a, in a way that really, really works. And it is a shorter movie than Better Watch Out. And it's, like we said, 90 minutes in and out. Like it doesn't have a lot of holes. It doesn't have a lot of problems. It has, you know, a couple areas where it could have been better, but nothing, nothing that I would find like disqualifying or, or difficult to recommend. Uh, it, is, it is straight up a horror movie. It has lots of jumps and lots of blood. Uh, so, I mean, if those things are problems for you, then <laughs> this, is, this is not the movie. But I think, you know, like, like it follows uh, that came out, you know, within a couple of years of this, it has like, just it's solid. It it does the thing and it keeps it trucking and it, it turns out pretty good. On that note, what else would we recommend people check out? Do we have any kind of recommendations either related to this or just in general? Uh, Kat, did you have anything you wanted to recommend?
3: Related to this? I would say the, I don't want to say the better version of this, but I, I think it's a different movie. But in the same vein, uh, 10 Clover Field Lane, I think, you know, if you're talking about sticking in the same spot um, and hiding from someone who's literally right in in the same area as you, it's the better version of that movie. And it's so tense and so well acted. Um, so I'll say 10 Clover Field Lane.
0: Awesome. Emily, what have you got?
2: Um, I think something, a movie that is uh, kind of has a similar dynamic, but is a little bit more of a whodunit is Knives Out. Uh, yeah. And Knives Out is really great. And we, there's a little bit more of a message there. So if if you like to see a bunch of shitty white people trying to figure shit out and being bad, but not necessarily dying horribly so much as just uh, being uh, lame and then getting their comeuppance that's a really it's a wonderful film um it's it's not really a horror movie but it is um tangential because i think it's the horror mystery writer who's uh, one of the main characters that um affects the uh, the setting a little bit
0: yeah that's Um, sort of the inverse of this movie where the focus is so much more on the family dynamics and there's only there's only really the one murder
2: yeah yeah um
1: but yeah lovely lovely film yeah 10 out of 10
0: Uh, Ben, what have you got?
1: So I'm going to recommend something that's just something I watched recently and enjoyed. Uh, I'm going to recommend Only Murders in the Building starring uh, Martin Short, uh, Selena Gomez and uh, Steve Martin. It is a fun little Who Done It. Uh, ten episodes of murder mystery. Uh goodness. And especially if you're a fan of true crime uh, stories, there's gonna be a lot to love in there for you.
0: Fantastic. Um
2: That's good to know because I've I've been wanting to see that and I haven't actually talked to anybody who's watched it yet. I much-
1: quite enjoyed. I quite enjoyed it. Awesome. It's a it is a very charming murder. It is a very charming murder who done it awesome uh
0: what i'm going to recommend is actually uh another movie that's by the same writer and director as this movie that i actually like maybe even a little better which is the guest and the guest stars if you're familiar with dan stevens from downton abbey he's you know matthew crawley on downton abbey he uh plays a very different character in this movie which is uh about a a guy who's a veteran who uh comes to visit the family of a war buddy of his who is dead comes to you know just help out around the house and with the family but there is something very off about this guy and uh it's it's a really good movie and it's are written by simon barrett and directed by adam wingard and it's it's really solid and definitely worth a watch especially if you like this movie it has a lot of the same like visual and storytelling quirks that you know those two guys have and i think is overall uh a slightly like <laughs> deeper movie than your next your next for all of its quality as a, a thriller is not is, is about you know yay deep um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um so yeah that would be my recommendation um before we wrap up the show cat you uh you have a kickstarter starting up uh you know right about now do you want to tell people about that
3: Of course, so uh, I've been doing many Kickstarters and and now we have one for the new year, Uh, The Dancer Issue 2. We are very happy with the results of Dancer Issue 1. It's a mini series, so we have four issues. Actually, all done. It's just putting on the the slate to have a Kickstarter. Um, But it's about a young woman who's a dancer slash assassin. And when she was little, she witnessed her parents being murdered in front of her and never dealt with this trauma until now. So it's kind of like a Batman dealt with his shit. It uh, has a lot to do with mental health and to compare uh, the differences and similarities between um, martial arts and dance. Uh, so hopefully you guys go check it out. Um, you could easily catch up with issue one through the Kickstarter as well. That sounds awesome. Thank you. Yeah.
0: yeah. And uh, can you tell people a little bit about where they can generally find your work online, find you on Twitter, things like that?
3: Of course, so at Comic Uno uh, on Twitter is probably the best place to follow me uh, for all updates that's coming up. Um, we do weekly posts of our Webtoon Slice of Life if you like uh, queer content, uh, That that's there. Uh, so yeah, at, at Comic Uno is probably the best place.
0: Awesome. And as for the rest of us, you can find Emily at Megamoth on Twitter or at Mega underscore Moth on Instagram and Megamoth.net. Ben is on Twitter at Ben the Con. And on their website at benconcomics.com, where you can pick up all of their books, including the new Immortals Phoenix Rising graphic novel from Great Beginnings. And you can pre-order the upcoming Blows Against the Empire graphic novel there as well. Finally, for me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at jrome58. It's J-R-O-M-E-5-8. And my website is jeremywhitley.com. You can check out everything I write. And of course... The podcast is on Patreon at progressively horrified our website at progressively horrified.transistor.fm and on Twitter at Prague horror pod, where we would love to hear from you about your feelings on this movie, this podcast, or anything else. Just, uh, come hit us up, talk to us about scary movies. We very much enjoy that obviously. And speaking of loving to hear from you all, please make sure to review the podcast and uh, help us find new listeners that way as well. Um, Kat, thank you so much for joining us. This was a great time.
3: Thank you. I had a blast talking to you guys and, and talking about this movie. And,
0: and thank you, for you the so recommendation. much. Yes, this
1: was a really fun movie to watch and there was so much fun stuff to talk about. So thank you so much for coming
0: on.
2: Yeah, of course.
0: Yeah, this one has been on my my list for a while. I'm glad we finally got to talk about it. Same. Yeah, and and thanks again to all of you for listening. Please make sure you join us next week when we talk about Alien 3. Until next time, stay horrified. progressively horrified is created and produced by jeremy whitley this episode featured jeremy whitley ben Kahn, emily martin and kat kalamia all opinions expressed by the commentators are solely their own and not intended to represent the intent or opinions of the filmmakers nor do they represent any of the employers institutions or publishers of the commentators our theme music is epic darkness by mario colo 6 and was provided royalty free from pixabay support us on patreon or contact us on twitter at proghorrorpod or by email at progressivelyhorrified at gmail